Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 301 of the podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Los Angeles Lakers. One of the best things about watching NBA basketball is watching players give clutch performances. And this past week, there were two of the best so far this season. The first comes from an unexpected place. Cavaliers guard Max Strauss against the Dallas Mavericks went 7 for 10 from free point range, including a 59-foot buzzer beater. The second performance comes from none other than LeBron James, who led a comeback against the Clippers, which saw him score 19 points in the fourth quarter. I want to use these performances as a launching pad to talk about the state of these two NBA teams, starting with the Cleveland Cavaliers. On paper, the Cavs have everything you need to win at the highest level, a top-tier talent in Donovan Mitchell, a really good young point guard in Darius Garland, an elite big man in Evan Mobley, a defensive-minded center in Jared Allen, and a scorer off the bench in Karis LeVert. Yet no one following the NBA really looks at them as title contenders. Most believe the ceiling is a second-round playoff exit, and there's a couple of reasons for this. They are a relatively young team that's unproven and hasn't been there before. I also don't know if you can win a title with Donovan Mitchell as your best overall player. It didn't work with the Utah Jazz where he teamed up with Rudy Gobert. Year in and year out, the Jazz were winning 50 plus games and then came the playoffs and they would either bounce out of the first round or the second round. They never got to the conference finals. We talk about this all of the time. What is the difference between a star basketball player and a superstar basketball player? My definition, and I think most people go by this, is once you lead your team to a conference finals, you become a superstar. Carmelo Anthony led the Denver Nuggets to the conference finals. That's when people really started to take him seriously as a superstar basketball player. Damian Lillard led the Portland Trailblazers to the conference finals. If you are the one superstar on your basketball team and you lead them to a conference finals, that's when you become a top 10, arguably a top 5 player in the NBA. And it hasn't happened for Spider-Man Donovan Mitchell yet. He is a top tier guard. He is a star player, but I don't think he's yet reached superstardom. And in my mind, he won't reach that until he leads the Cleveland Cavaliers to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's not the same thing. It's a completely different team, but Allen Iverson became the face of the NBA for a minute because he was the sole superstar on the Philadelphia 76ers and he led them to the NBA Finals against Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Winning the NBA Finals wasn't the win for Allen Iverson. It was making it there being the sole superstar. You get way more credit. That's what happened with Dame Lillard. That's what happened with Carmelo Anthony with the Denver Nuggets. That's what happens when you are the number one star on your team, when you are the sole superstar. And that's what Donovan Mitchell is to the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is the sole superstar. If they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, most people believe it will be because of Donovan Mitchell. And if he is the reason, he would make that top 10, top 5 list. And don't even get me started if you win the NBA championship as the lone superstar on the team. I mean, looking back at it, Dirk beating the superstar-studded Miami Heat as the number one star on the Dallas Mavericks, that cemented Dirk Nowitzki 
as an all-time basketball player. He was already a Hall of Famer, but that is the biggest victory in Dirk's career is that he took out LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. Yes, he got help, but he was the number one star on that team. Kobe is a great example of this. Kobe wasn't getting a lot of credit for their early titles in LA because he was playing with Shaquille O'Neal, and then he started to win as the number one player on the Lakers, and he got so much credit. He won an MVP during that time period. People started to respect Kobe Bryant more when he was having success as the lone superstar on his team. And recent examples of this include Giannis with the Bucks and Jokic with the Nuggets. They play with star players, but they are the superstars. They're not on super teams. They get way more credit than LeBron James did when he won championships with the Miami Heat because people looked at it and said, you're winning because you're playing with Dwayne Wade and you're playing with Chris Bosh. Donovan Mitchell has a lot to gain here if he can lead the Cavaliers to the conference finals. People will look at him and take him more seriously as not only a star basketball player, but a superstar basketball player. One of the biggest factors as to why people don't believe in the Cavaliers is because they don't have LeBron James, the guy who led them to five NBA final appearances in one victory during their franchise history. Without LeBron, they are average. They are a good team that usually loses to a great team. No one looks at the Eastern Conference right now and says the Cavs are up there with the Celtics and Bucks, and many prefer the Heat and Knicks over them. No one would be shocked if the Cavaliers lost in the first round of the NBA playoffs. That's the reality of this situation. And on the other side of the spectrum, you have the LA Lakers who people take seriously because they have LeBron James. That's what's so weird about the NBA. Winning regular season games matters, of course, but the teams that people put the most faith in during the playoffs are the teams who have stars who have had postseason success. The Lakers with LeBron, the Bucks with Giannis, the Nuggets with Jokic, the Suns who have KD, and the Cavs with Mitchell just isn't it. They're not in that class yet. To get there, you would need to make the conference finals. The Cavs right now have the better record than the Lakers. They are the better team on paper, but the Lakers have the history of LeBron James going for them at this current moment because he is arguably the greatest basketball player of all time, and he deserves that and it's teams like the Cavaliers that sometimes get overlooked because we're only paying attention to LeBron and the Lakers because LeBron does this from time to time. He has sneaky, weird regular seasons where the teams aren't really that good and then he gets to the postseason and he does his LeBron thing where all of a sudden he leads them to the conference finals, which is what he did exactly last season. And getting back to Donovan Mitchell for a minute, there was that series against the Nuggets where he just went off. He had 50 points in a game against Jamal Murray, but Jamal Murray won and the Denver Nuggets a few years later won an NBA championship. So Jamal Murray is ahead of Donovan Mitchell in some people's eyes now because he's had playoff success. Donovan Mitchell has balled out during the postseason, but you don't get that recognition until you win an NBA title. We're seeing that now with younger stars. People are talking about Jason Tatum not getting enough credit for how good he is. Why his and he an MVP contention. Well, the reason 
is Jason Tatum has been to the conference finals a bunch of times now, but he has yet to win the NBA finals. That's what he needs to do. And I feel like Donovan Mitchell is in that same realm. He doesn't need to make the NBA finals, but he has to at least make the conference finals for people to really view him as a superstar player in the NBA. Again, I think he is a star right now. He is not yet a superstar. I feel the exact same way about Donovan Mitchell that I do about De'Aaron Fox. I know they're really good to great players, but they need to do it in the postseason. That's how you get recognized as all-time greats. That's why Steph Curry is Steph Curry. He's the greatest three-point shooter of all time, but the reason he is thought of as the greatest point guard of our time is because he's a four-time NBA champion. A lot of people, especially early on, were comparing Donovan Mitchell to Dwayne Wade. Do you know why Dwayne Wade became Dwayne Wade? Because he had that all-time great performance in the NBA Finals in 2006 against the Dallas Mavericks, where he averaged 35 points per game and won Finals MVP. That's when Dwayne Wade became Dwayne Wade. He is one of the greatest playoff performers of all time. That's why he's my favorite shooting guard of all time. His regular season stats were amazing. His dunks were amazing. He could score at will. But what made Dwayne Wade Dwayne Wade was what he did in the postseason. And that's what Donovan Mitchell needs to do for me to compare him to somebody like Dwayne Wade. Yes, the regular season numbers are good. I watch Donovan Mitchell a lot. He is a great player. He is not yet a superstar because superstars deliver during postseason time. It's really now or never for the Cavs to make waves during the playoffs because they need to entice Mitchell to want to stay with the franchise. The star guard only has one year left on his current contract. And I know everyone believes that Donovan Mitchell will leave the Cavaliers for greener pastures. Maybe he'll finally end up with the New York Knicks. That was a trade that everyone wanted. He will end up in a bigger market than Cleveland. Unless they over-succeed in the playoffs and make a deep run. I don't want to hammer this point home this much, but really the difference between a star and a superstar is winning. That was the difference between Kobe Bryant and the likes of Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter. Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter are Hall of Fame players. They're all-time talents. But the reason we don't talk about them in the same way we talk about Kobe Bryant is because he won during the postseason. It's as simple as that. If Vince Carter had two NBA championships to his name, he would be talked like he was an all-time great as well. He was an entertaining player. He could dunk like no one before him, but he's not in that all-time realm because he didn't win during the postseason. And he had some all-time battles like Donovan Mitchell has had in the postseason. Like Mitchell had with Jamal Murray. Vince Carter and Allen Iverson went at it during the postseason, but it was Allen Iverson who won that battle, made it all the way to the NBA Finals, and that's why we view Allen Iverson as an all-time great. If it was Vince Carter who led the Raptors to an NBA Finals appearance, I think things would have switched. And it's the exact same way with Tracy McGrady. If he had led the Orlando Magic or the Houston Rockets to an NBA Finals appearance, we would be thinking way more highly of Tracy McGrady. I know it's hard to say that about a Hall of Fame player, but nobody puts Tracy McGrady or Vince Carter in the top 50 basketball players of all time. If they had had major success in the postseason,
season, they would definitely be in that conversation. And together, you don't even need to win the NBA Finals. There are all-time greats who didn't win. Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, but they made appearances in the Conference Finals and they made it to a trip to the NBA Finals. That's what Donovan Mitchell needs to do. John Stockton and Karl Malone didn't win, but they made it to the NBA Finals and they are regarded as all-time great basketball players. Yes, winning really cements your legacy, but just being there, getting that deep with a smaller market team like the Cleveland Cavaliers would really put Donovan Mitchell on the map. Kevin Durant, for instance, really became KD when he led the OKC Thunder to the NBA Finals against the Miami Heat. Yes, he had help from James Harden and Russell Westbrook, but he was the star player on that team, and he got all of the credit for leading them there. Getting back to the Lakers for a minute, the reason that they're really interesting is because things could go either way for the Lakers. You could see them be bounced out of the play-in tournament, or you could see them again make it to the Western Conference Finals. And a part of that has to do with, I don't love the West right now. The West is led by the Timberwolves, the Thunder, and the Clippers, and the Suns. These teams are either unproven or too young to really get there yet. Like, I don't believe in the OKC Thunder or the Minnesota Timberwolves to make it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. They're like the Sacramento Kings of last season. You only think they're going to make it to the second round, and then they're going to get bounced out. I also think what most basketball fans want is a Western Conference Finals that includes either the Denver Nuggets, the LA Lakers, or the Golden State Warriors. I think people want two of those three teams involved because they have the superstar players who have won NBA championships before. We want to see Jokic versus Steph Curry or Jokic versus LeBron. That's what fans want. The Suns are intriguing because they have Kevin Durant and they have Devin Booker and they've made it to the NBA Finals recently but I don't think we're really viewing them as serious contenders. They just feel like a team who's going to get bounced out in the second round as well. Like, I just don't believe in the other teams in the Western Conference, and that's why people put their faith in these teams like the Warriors, who are starting to really get going, especially on the road. They're like 8-1 and one in their last nine road games. Also, it would just be wildly insane to pick Anthony Edwards over LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, or Steph Curry at this point in time. Yes, Anthony Edwards is a rising star. Shea Gillis-Alexander is a rising star. But you're not going to pick those guys to beat LeBron James in the playoffs, to beat Nikola Jokic in the playoffs, to beat Steph Curry in the playoffs. The Sacramento Kings last season, a young team on the rise lost to the more experienced Golden State Warriors because the Warriors have Steph, they have Clay, they have Draymond, they have Steve Kerr. They've been there before. That's what makes them the safe choice. That's what makes the LA Lakers the safe choice is that they have LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis. They have all of the experience of those two players. And I know what Clipper fans are going to say. Oh, well, we have Kawhi Leonard. You also have Paul George, who has fallen short in the postseason consistently. The Clippers are a team I need to see to believe. They have James Harden and Paul George. 
How many other superstars have failed us so many times in the postseason? I can't put my faith in them. Again, I would love it. I would love redemption for both of those guys, but I'm not going to put money on that trio making it all the way to the NBA Finals. I would enjoy it, though, because I think those three guys do deserve redemption. Paul George, Russell Westbrook, you can add him in there as well, and James Harden. But that Lakers-Clippers game showed you that LeBron James still has the edge over those guys. He's LeBron. You don't pick against him. Even when the Clippers have a lead, LeBron James will have a magical fourth quarter and lead the Lakers to victory. And in the Eastern Conference, let's say the Cavaliers go up against the Miami Heat in the first round of the playoffs. Everyone is going to pick the Miami Heat because Jimmy Butler has been to the NBA Finals twice with the Miami Heat. Everyone is going to put their faith in Jimmy Butler, and I believe that's deserved because Jimmy Butler has done something that Donovan Mitchell has not yet done. Be the lone superstar on a team that makes it all the way to the NBA Finals. That's why you would give Jimmy Butler the edge. Sports is interesting because we focus on the years, but it's really about the history of these players. You look at those guys and you go, I have faith in him because I've seen him do it before. I have faith faith in LeBron because I've seen him do it before. I have faith in Jimmy Butler because I've seen him do it before. I have faith in Giannis because I've seen him do it before and so on and so on. You have faith in the players who you've seen have success in the playoffs. You have not yet seen that with Donovan Mitchell. He has fallen short with the Utah Jazz and so far with the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is the year for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Do I think it's going to happen for them? Absolutely not. I'm one of those people who believe their ceiling is a second round exit in the playoffs because the Bucks are there, the Celtics are there, if Embiid comes back, the 76ers are there over them. And I hate to be that guy, but if Donovan Mitchell fails with this Cleveland Cavalier team, I would not want to sign him to a Supermax and make him the best player on my team. I would want him to be a number two on a really good team. That's how I would view Donovan Mitchell moving forward. If he can't win with this Cleveland Cavaliers team, which is stacked on paper, then I can't have you being the best player on my team. Like I, I would, It would be insane if Donovan Mitchell loses in the first round with the Cavaliers and then the New York Knicks try to trade for him. That would not make sense to me. Yes, he'd have Jalen Brunson, maybe he'd have Julius Randle. If you could keep those three together, then I would do that. But I don't see a world where those three can coexist. They would probably have to get rid of Julius Randle. And I like the idea of Mitchell and Brunson, but I need Julius Randle on the New York Knicks. This coming postseason will dictate the future of Donovan Mitchell with the Cleveland Cavaliers. If he leads them to the Eastern Conference Finals, he will get the Supermax extension. He will want to stay with the team. If there is an early round exit, then he won't. And he'll probably want to go to another team that already has a superstar player. But if he doesn't win with this Cleveland Cavaliers team, I could no longer view him as somebody who should be the best player on a basketball team. And for LeBron, I know some people hate that term, flip the switch, but he has proven throughout his career that that is what he does when his teams make the postseason. He takes it to another level. He'll have Anthony Davis step up. The Lakers now have Dinwiddie. They're a really deep team for somebody who's competing for the play-in tournament. Austin Reeves could have a really good postseason 
season, you could really see the Lakers making it to the Western Conference Finals. And I don't feel that same way about the Cavaliers in the East. And I find these two teams so interesting to talk about, not only because of their shared history with LeBron, but because where they're at right now, the Cavaliers are clearly a better regular season team than the LA Lakers. But what the Lakers have is LeBron. And because of that, people believe in them come postseason time way more than they believe in the Donovan Mitchell-led Cleveland Cavaliers. And the only way that changes is if Mitchell and the Cavs really ball out this postseason. I'm rooting for it. I want the NBA to have another superstar player in Donovan Mitchell. In my view, he hasn't reached that level yet. And maybe he never will. It's now or never for Donovan Mitchell in the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'll end on this. Mitchell has a real chance to be thought of as the second best Cavalier of all time ahead of Kyrie. Irving. If he can lead the Cavaliers to an Eastern Conference Finals appearance, he would be viewed as the second best Cav ever. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Ken McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe.